0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 575 with our review of Ad Astra. I'm Christopher Schnasey. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Um, We have been doing a lot of coverage of uh, the 2019 Toronto International Film Festival. This is like a real episode that we're shoehorning in the middle of all those releases because there was a big movie that came out uh, this weekend, and uh, we went and saw it um how weird does it feel to have a normal numbered episode with like an actual intro and stuff steven
1: it it, it feels weird i mean the (laughs) banter on this podcast is the only small talk i ever get to make in my life so it's been (laughs) it's been weeks of just stone-cold silence followed by reviews of movies nobody saw (laughs) yeah
0: something that only brad pitt understands Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) amen
0: Um, but yeah i mean it, it it definitely feels strange. I have no idea how long this episode is going to turn out to be um, though we might do you think do you think this type of film warrants a a spoiler section?
1: I I don't know not not because I don't know if it's worth spoiling but because I don't know what parts count as spoilers. Hmm, um interesting. Like I haven't decided yet because I I'm going to posit right now that the plot is the least important part of this movie.
0: That is that I agree with you. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> like there are definitely locations I want to acknowledge exist in this movie and if if any of those planets are spoilers to mention then we need to have a spoiler section i guess
0: i think the existence of the planets uh are probably okay
1: yeah okay i think we can survive with that one then
0: yeah yeah. um but yeah so so we are gonna do this um right now we're gonna take a listen to the trailer for ad astra and then we're gonna come back and give you that review
1: it's crazy out there there's
0: fires everywhere and plane crashes they're calling it the surge.
1: major We have some highly classified information. What can you tell us about the Lima project? Its objective was to search for advanced extraterrestrial life. The ship disappeared approximately 16 years into the mission. And the commander was? He was my father, sir. This might come as quite a shock to you. Your father was experimenting with a highly classified material that could threaten our entire
0: solar system. All life would be destroyed. We're counting on you to find out what's happening out there. I worry about you. I love you.
1: Please begin your psychological evaluation. As best you can, please describe your current mental and emotional state. I'm feeling good. Ready to do my job to the best of my abilities. I remain fully committed to the lawful completion of the mission. If necessary, I will destroy the project in its entirety. The Earth put its hopes in him. And now, its fate is on me.
0: We have a job to do. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, so Ad Astra is the uh, story of this man named something McBride or something, right? Probably Danny. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but basically, he is uh, an astronaut, and he works on these, like, antenna that exist, like, technically in our atmosphere, and uh, there's this phenomenon that has been happening lately where these um, pulses, these stellar waves have been like striking the earth, and uh, people start to wonder if they might have been caused by uh, a man who 16 years ago disappeared while working on this thing called the Lima Project, and that man just so happens to be the father of our hero, Brad Pitt. And um, the story is sort of how uh, NASA and whatever other space government organizations are all working together, send him off to try to figure out what's happening and hopefully stop these interstellar waves that are going. And yeah, promise you, there are no five-dimensional tesseracts in this film, so do not worry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Stephen, what did you think of Ad Astra?
1: So you mentioned Interstellar Waves, and this movie does exactly what I wanted Interstellar to do. And I am so curious if you love this movie or hated this movie. Like I like I'm I'm on the edge of my seat because on the one <laughs> hand, I mentioned the plot is not the important part of this movie. And I'll add in other things. I think the the literal sci-fi mechanics are not really at the heart of what this film is doing. This is a a mood piece. It's a solo journey that happens to be set in space it's basically the tree of life in space like it's a man with whispered narration going over what he's feeling what are the kind of like core universal themes of his life and grand things happen like like they do at the beginning of the tree of life that are like all in service to that tiny tiny small feeling inside of him and i i just found it to be a like completely mesmerizing beautiful hypnotic movie um I loved watching it in IMAX. I loved getting to have, like, those glorious visuals in my face. And I I think this is, like, a very beautifully crafted film. Um, I mean, right from the get-go, you can kind of tell, like, this is not the sci-fi flick that the trailer promises, which I'm glad for. I'm sure plenty of audience members are not going to be glad for it. Um, (laughs) This is a film about isolation and loneliness and cowardice. And it, it takes the you know, First Man kind of hinged on the idea that Neil Armstrong is a man who was so distraught by the troubles of the world that the only place he could be alone was on the moon, right? That, that's kind of a thematic thing. And yeah. this movie takes that to an extreme. It just goes even further. It's just like, where can you go to escape yourself, right? What, Where can you, what degree would you, what, i can't think of the right way to say it like to what lengths would you go to cure these like deep problems inside of you like feelings of resentment the feeling of being abandoned by your father the feeling of owing something to the world and i think it it just does so 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 much right while being very kind of delicate almost to the point of being courageous i think because i think it Again, it is risking losing a lot of the audience. I'm sure it will. I haven't looked at the audience score of this, but I bet it is like nowhere near the critical score Yeah. because people want Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones in some kind of race to Neptune fight in space. And that is not (laughs) what this movie is going to be at all. Um, This is a movie where things seem to happen to Brad Pitt's character rather than him really initiating them. It's much more of him floating through this journey and narrating how it feels. And I just thought the the loneliness, the solitude of it was really, really beautiful. I love the, there's a commercial flight to the moon that I wish it weren't sponsored by a certain company, but it's fine, you know, you gotta pay the bills. <laughs> um, I, I thought that was very creative. There's a lunar rover fight that happens in this movie that gave me chills. Like, I just loved how that played out. Uh, there's a baboon involved somewhere that I thought was just... <laughs> insane um the the red dustiness of mars and the cold chilly like purple blue of neptune like ugh. i i just loved what this movie was doing I, I think it's just like a very lovely operatic mood piece that happens to be about space and now i give the floor to you
0: <laughs> i when i ri- originally sat down to watch this film i made a horrible mistake of just a few days after we got back from our trip to toronto choosing the 1015 at night showtime right Um, after
1: we recorded joker i think
0: yeah yeah so yeah yeah, that's right yeah so we had a full day of work uh recorded the review of joker rushed to the theater sat down in my seat and as the trailers were playing i immediately regretted everything and everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) i know i said everything twice but that's how much i regretted it because i i did not fall asleep But I was in that state where your brain stops recording memories. (laughs) And I really consumed this film the first time in scattered bits and pieces. And I was like, well, I can't review this film in this state. I need to go back, rewatch this film and give it like a fair shot.
1: This year's personal shopper. <laughs>
0: yeah, this year's personal shopper, this year's cloud atlas, mm-hmm. this year's a bunch of different things. Um but but yeah, so it, it 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 and and also this film has some sudden moments of uh violence or intensity or different things where if you have no context for why those are happening, it can definitely be an extremely jarring experience. Um but I went back and I watched it. I watched it at like at 12.45 in the afternoon um, screening. So I was perfectly prepared to sit and watch this film and give it a real shake. And I think that Ad Astra is a extremely compelling, very interesting film that I probably could recommend to no one. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I I was really, really drawn in by what this film was doing. But when I say what it's doing... It's all the stuff that isn't the movie you're watching. It's the surrounding stuff, the world itself, and what Brad Pitt is doing as a character. I think that the story isn't fully fleshed out um, of exactly what's going on. And there's a lot of nebulous stuff with who is in charge and why certain people don't know and why this mission is top secret. Um, I understand if, if these waves that are hitting the earth, do have the potential to cause a cataclysmic event, sure, don't tell the public. But I didn't quite understand why the average person on the average vessel couldn't know that we were going to Neptune. Like, there was a lot of secrecy involved that was interesting from a, like oh, this is all need to know, and these people are here, and you don't know why you're taking these psychological tests, but, like, if you do or don't pass, then that could change everything for the rest of the film. Like, those moments were interesting, but I didn't know if
1: there was really a true why in the background. I mean, really, they're buffering him from knowing. That's why he's not allowed to talk to other people. Like, where other people go shows that they aren't actually worried about those other people knowing.
0: Yeah, but the fact that he has to fly commercial to the moon Mm -hmm. means that, like, this can't be an officially sanctioned NASA mission. This has to be a secret. Right. So th- there, there's a lot of things that, that show that, like, you can't... And, and even, like, there may be a point where he tries to bum his way onto another vessel, and people are like, what are you doing? And he's like, ah, I could tell you, but, like, you know, like, it, it's... There there's definitely seems to be, like, a reason um, that... Some, 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 something about this is supposed to be secret, and I don't think that's made clear enough, but I really, really loved this universe that we're in, our universe, yeah. um, the, the universe that was set up, and just this idea that there are commercial flights to the moon, the fact that like there are military sections of the moon, there are civilian sections of the moon, and then there are no man's lands on the moon, and like there was just so much stuff that was being slowly rolled out in this film that I just thought was really, really compelling to think about the this universe even the fact that humanity was obsessed with finding other life in the universe i didn't know why but it felt like it was important i mean it starts with a quote about how like basically the search for extraterrestrial life brings hope and whatever promise it. like like were we were we getting close to the point where the planet was going to die and we needed there to be another being an, another life in the universe that had survived longer than humanity to show us that like there was some sense of we need to find something else in the universe so that we know we're not alone. But it wasn't just an existential thing; it seemed like it was fundamental, fundamental to the survival of the human race. And I really, really liked all that kind of stuff. Um, the actions moments in this, like just the him falling from the tower in the beginning, like the, the whole yeah. trailer, basically, that is an incredible scene. That um, and I've seen it twice, and both times it was riveting. I love just, uh, Brad Pitt is playing a person who has sort of lo- lost touch with the world and other people right. and he is so proficient at what he does because he has no sort of uh emotional entanglement with anything and when things happen everything is just matter of fact even if it's even if it's a situation of uh, mortal danger it's still matter of fact for him and while we saw a film like lucy in the sky which is a person going to space and um losing her humanity because of the awe of space and what that does to a person this is a film about a man who has chosen he's it's like it's like up in the air but up in the space yeah (laughs) it is it is a man who has chosen a life of isolation potentially learning that maybe he doesn't want right. to be isolated all the time. And I think that, that this film, um, like in, in First Man, that isolation is there, but the character is also seeking that isolation. But the isolation we, we feel is the danger of the lack of technology at the time, right? Like, because if this goes wrong, he floats off into space and dies, yeah. right? That's the isolation is the nobody can help me. This film is literally a person talking to himself in a way where he doesn't know if anybody is listening or if they will be listening because it you know it's taking place off of, o- over billions of light years so like he's sending a signal that like he doesn't know when it's going to be perceived but he's just doing his job even in the moments where like he wouldn't necessarily have any reason to believe that control quote unquote is still listening to him yeah. but he's still treating it as if he has them direct on the line and there's something really really compelling about watching him go through this journey and him start to put emotional weight on the things that he's been tasked with doing and have him go on a complete transformation while just sitting in a can hurtling towards the edges of our solar system like so i I don't know it it, i thought it was great i don't know if anybody would like this movie
1: (laughs) i i feel like it the movie feels like the analogous to stories people tell you of like I went on a long hike by myself I climbed a mountain I I went backpacking for four months to find myself and then I came back and I felt more warm toward the rest of the world like I feel like this is a movie that it just like literalizes that idea of like going way out to find yourself in a way that I I I just found like completely lovely I, I I thought it was so like like the tree of life is the movie I keep going back to because it it is just so, like, pure and impressionistic and, like, not afraid to talk about the big, deep feelings, right? And, and the fact that Brad Pitt doesn't seem to show much emotion makes it hit harder when he is describing very analytically what he does or doesn't feel, what he desires, what he misses, because it it, it really just feels like a person bearing their soul to you and not even knowing what to do with it. Um, I just, man, I I, I think about, like how I felt when he was leaving the second leg of his mission and hurtling toward the third leg of his mission, I just couldn't wait. And I knew, I knew, I had already abandoned any hope that, like, this was going to be a plot-driven movie where some fantastical thing was going to happen at the end. I, I just wanted to be there with him. Like, I wanted to see the universe that that uh, James Gray had created because I think it it's just so compelling and beautiful. And I... Yeah. You know, like... The, the final moments of this movie, there's whatever. We, we we don't have to spoil it. The things that happen, if they had just been a dream, if they had just been him hurling through memory, Eternal Sunshine style, wouldn't matter. Same feeling, same kind of emotion. It's the idea of being stranded, isolated, and just alone with the one thing that you need to solve. And I I feel like it does what like Christopher Nolan was so heavy-handed in trying to do with Interstellar. Just amazingly well, and it, it does it at once way more directly. Like he's literally telling you what he feels and what he represents, but also just with a lot more nuance, a lot more delicacy. And I, I, I just love this movie. Like I agree. I don't know who will like it and who will hate it. Like I thought you might hate it. I, I had no idea. Yeah. Um. But I just think this is a phenomenal movie, and I really want to check out James Gray's other films. Like I never saw Lost City of Z. I never saw The Immigrant. I never saw We Own the Night. But if he pulled this out of his ass, like <laughs> I, I got to see what else he can do because this movie just like completely enthralled me.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I'd, I'd be curious how the other things go because I feel like what makes this film so great is so unique to this film that I don't know how it translates to other settings. Um, maybe you can find similar settings that like translate in the same way. But yeah, I just, I, I really enjoyed the film on, like, a purely, um, like, brain level. Mm. <laughs> like, there there was much less emotional connection, which is probably because, like, in an ironic way, I was empathizing with a character who has no emotions. <laughs> um, but, but there was something really, really interesting about everything that was happening um, in the film. And I still want to know... What is so important to them about like so there are se- several different characters within the 16 years that this film is even talking about right like we're, we're, we're looking at Brad Pitt's part but technically the story started started 16 years before the film starts Yeah. and Tommy Lee Jones's character um, the father character st- was off on this mission for his own goals and whatever he was doing forever how long he was doing that he had his own motivations for that that may or may not have overlapped with the mission and may have over time changed over time yeah um so that is like its own story that is participating in this one narrative brad pitt has his own goals that are you know he his entire life as he grew up was governed by the fact that he his father disappeared 16 years prior oh so yeah yeah so his father had to leave for that mission way more than 16 years 16 years is just when the the signal yeah he stopped communicating back home so so yeah so brad pitt has grown up having his father disappear off in space and has grown has decided to become an astronaut still and still got on doing that stuff um so he has his own motivations the government has its own motivations various world powers have their own motivations um individual astronauts on their uh missions have it people that you might i mean it's um you haven't watched any of the expanse right no so in the expanse you have uh, like one faction of people that are earth one faction that is mars and one faction that is people that live in the belt um and there are very distinct groups of people their own beliefs, their own governments, their own kind of systems of of kind of seeing the, the space in the world. And in here, we meet a character who was born and grew up on Mars, and, like, they only know the Mars life, right? <laughs> so they have their own motivations for what's going on, whether or not they should help somebody who's potentially on some strange mission from Earth. Um, there, There's lots of different things that... Um, are going on all at the same time in this film, and I think if you can sit with it and chew over all those things and pull out the bits that really speak to you or really kind of tickle your brain, then you're going to really, really enjoy this film. If you just want Interstellar, which is a film that neither of us really cared that much for, um, then this is definitely going to leave you high and dry. Um, yeah. But yeah,
1: yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I also think they're. The thing is, nothing it is doing here plot-wise is remotely, like, unique, right? The, the idea of someone who was obsessed with a single question who went off alone and, like, may or may not have changed as a result of that. Like, you know, that that's the heart of darkness and Apocalypse Now, but it's also sunshine, right? It's also Interstellar has this exact same moment. Like, yeah. the idea that space does things to people and the quest for meaning might become so, like, self-propagating that you, like like Lucy in the sky, like, you can't think about earthly concerns anymore. Like, none of that is new, but the the human scale of this movie is just so beautiful to me, and it has a... It, it left me, in the end, feeling a lot like gravity, of just this feeling of, like, given all of that, everything that we just went through, how should I feel on Earth now? And I... Like to me, that's just exactly what I want from a space movie. So yeah, I, I love the hell out of this thing. Yeah. Y'all might hate it. <laughs> <but>.
0: <laughs> oh no, that's why I said like, I don't know who I could possibly uh, recommend this to, um, but I very much enjoyed um, the experience of watching this film. And like I said, I it, this is one of those films that makes me wonder past the extent of what the film provides. Um, what What... What would be achieved if Tommy Lee Jones on his mission achieved his mission or doesn't achieve his mission? What does that mean for him? And how would that change who he could be? Mm. Brad Pitt, when he goes to the edge of space, depending on what he finds there, how will that change him? There are so many things that this film is bringing up that it it doesn't ignore in a bad way. It's sort of just like... The film lets you ponder for long stretches, which is all you could do if you were in a craft that was slowly craning towards the edge of space. Like I, I just really, it, it's it's a, it's like a meditation on existential space travel, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's just doing really, really interesting things. I, I think for me, my only real nitpicks with the film is I wish it had, given that Brad Pitt's character is so proficient at everything he does. I felt the film needed a tiny bit more. Uh, what's the Mars movie? Uh, Mars needs moms. No, <laughs> The Martian. The Martian. Yeah, yeah. It, it really needed more. The Martian, where he scientifically is also proficient, because mm-hmm. there. I mean, like we all remember the scene in uh, Apollo 13 where they're talking about trying to get the astronauts home, and they're like, "If the Earth is this basketball." They need to hit something the size of the edge of this piece of paper in order to not bounce off the atmosphere and die, yeah. right? That is like, when when you hear that, you're like, fuck, space is big and it's really dangerous. There are moments in this film where, you know, maybe get out a pen and paper and do some math and then flip on the thrusters, right? Like, th- there there are times where, like, the writer of the film takes for granted that... Hitting a basketball on a spot the size of the edge of a piece of paper is just a thing that automatically happens. Right. <laughs> and and without any sort of controlled thrust.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he lives in a world where it's all pretty much solved now, um, which is interesting. Like, it, the one plotty nitpick I'm going to have is, it begs the question, why haven't more people gone there, right? Because apparently it's very, very easy. <laughs> um, yeah. And a lot of things would be solved if more people went out and embarked on this mission over time. Um, again, I don't really care about that at all, but that did like noodle at my brain a little bit because clearly this was not a thing that required like enormous skill to get out to. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, so we don't want to get too much into the plot, but the mission at the start of the film is not the mission at the end of the film. Right. Um, they don't know if the Lima Project even exists in Neptune, but they think given the relationship between Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones, that um they might be able to coax out the location. Yep. <laughs> um things change from there. <laughs> so it's 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 not like like they they have been doing this technically, right? Like NASA and whoever else the secret cabal of space people yeah. has been doing they've already been sending signals trying to figure out where the lima station um has is or has been um and they don't really have any response at the moment so they're 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 changing one variable and seeing if that changes the outcome right everything else in the film is consequence of that variable being changed
1: mm-hmm. so yep yeah, that's true. I, I think, so you mentioned before how it, it kind of feels like the things you love in this movie are at the periphery of what the movie is doing. And I think what what makes it such brilliant sci-fi to me is it it feels like the kind of movie that, that could be, like, The Loneliest Planet or something. That could be, like, we are just going to follow people walking around through nature, and we're going to be about them, but we're going to pick up whatever the camera picks up. Yeah. Like, it feels like a movie that could have just been, like, a guy in a camera – embark on a journey somewhere but everything was invented for the movie like a whole universe is invented just to be like yeah yeah the the moody scenery on the way to this man's like discovery and i i there's just so much craft that i think goes into that like making an incredible looking like concepts and sets that are just going to kind of flash out the window and then be gone forever i, I think the fleeting nature yeah. of it is just really really cool
0: Agreed. <laughs> uh, well, should we get to verdicts? Sure. Okay, so Stephen Miller, if you're going to give us a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: I'm going to give this three Natasha leones in space, which is to say must-see. <laughs> I, I think it's just a, a amazing, amazing movie. Like, I I will be surprised if this does not make my top ten list this year.
0: Yeah. So, as I said before. I don't know if i for me, I'm a hundred percent happy that I went back and watched it for real um for me, if I was a father who disappeared sixteen years ago and I was trying to explain to myself or my son should he watch this film? yes, it's a must see I've already stated <laughs> out loud that I don't know who will like this film um so on Carson's scale of just go with whatever it's a must see there is a extremely cautious caveat <laughs> with that must see that is you
1: probably won't like this movie <laughs> i mean your son has to watch it though <laughs> yeah my son has to watch it for sure <laughs> and old tommy lee jones what a treasure <laughs>
0: All right, well, uh, that is probably going to do it for our review of Ad Astra, Stephen Miller. If people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: Uh, people can find me at twitter.com sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com where I have been doggedly writing reviews of every goddamn TIFF movie just to challenge myself to do it. <laughs> it it's been tough. I'm glad we're nearing the, the final stretch.
0: Uh, people can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl you can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where can out a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to subscribe to the show you can do so in overcast stitcher apple podcasts or wherever podcasts are found if you want to know the episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com spoiler warning facebook.com slash thus the warning or instagram.com slash the warning if you want to get a hold of us directly you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Ad Astra, so hopefully you are enjoying that. And, uh, yeah, we are done for the evening. We're going to take off, but we have more TIFF episodes coming your way and uh, more reviews that will be coming out in the next few weeks. So, hope you've been enjoying this coverage and, uh, you know... We we left you we left you alone for a few weeks and had a bunch of missed weeks in there but now we're making up for it by just filling your feed full of stuff so <laughs> hope hope that you
1: enjoy that bye bye